0: Just me, Lynn said. Just me. Well, I hope you guys are doing all right. Did y'all sleep okay last night? Sleep is good. I slept. I slept pretty good. Uh, The other night, uh, the other night, I was laying there, and I was—I guess I was a little bit asleep. But Vicky kicked me. She's asleep. She's gone, man. Gone to the. She was gone, I mean, she must have been sleeping good. Man, and for some reason, for some reason, it's like I felt it and woke up, and I thought, of course, I didn't open my eyes, I just kind of, you know. And, I'm kinda, and then I went, and then I kind of lifted my head off the pillow to, to see if she was going to say, I'm sorry, but I'm listening. <laughs> I'm just listening. Nothing. So I said, she must, She must be gone, man. He was gone Well, um, we have some awesome, awesome stuff for you guys tonight, I do So let's go ahead and get into it, can we do that? If you want to turn to Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25, that's where we're going to look I'm sure we have it on the screen, so you guys don't have to necessarily open your Bibles But you know, I tell people sometimes it's good to go ahead and have your Bibles Because you're not always going to be here when you're talking to that heathen, you can't point to the screen. Proverbs 11 says this. You have to know where it's at in your Bible, right? All right. Hopefully it's in here too, but you want to find it, that way you can show it to them. Uh, before we, but before we read it and get on to it, let me, let me talk to God for just a second. Father, just so grateful. Thank you for this awesome day that you've given to us. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're going to do um, right now. And I just thank you for revealing your word to us revealing things to us. We are so glad that your word is incorruptible and that it is everlasting. It will never fade away. It will never die. It will always be living and it's living in us and we're so grateful for that. And we thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen. Uh Proverbs 11:25 and it's in the, New, in the New Living Translation. It says the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. If I said if you guys want to be refreshed, I imagine everybody would say yes, I want to be refreshed. Uh, if you look at this verse in a bunch of di- in different translations, it says just some really great things that, um, that if you give, it'll be given to you. And I mean, just, you know, y'all understand that, um, that we're going to be talking about giving. And I'm, talk- I'm talking about the benefits of giving uh, tonight. Last month, we talked about the benefits of tithing. Uh, if you look at Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, it talks about giving the tithe and giving offerings. And uh, so we talked about the tithe, which is the first 10% of your income. Uh, The Bible instructs us to bring it to the storehouse or the place where we're fed. That would be your church. Uh, This is my church, so this is where I bring my, or I bring the tithe that God's entrusted me with. Uh, You you guys realize that none of our money is ours. God never told us to go make a living. He did say go work. But he never said, whatever you make. Then good luck with that. No. It's not what he, he he didn't ever tell us that He said, Go ahead and go to work. He put Adam to work in the in the garden, but he wanted go, Adam to know that I am your support. I am your I am your sub, subset you know. I'm what, I'm the one that's gonna take care of you, and that's the way we should be. Yes, we should work, I believe that. But I'm hoping that you don't look at that paycheck every week and go, Yeah, this is mine and this is all I have to take care of me. That's not the case. It's not yours, and God wants you to trust him, okay? So my first point of tonight is that when we give, uh, you are acting like God when you give. That's one of the great benefits. Now, this is by no means an exhaustive um, an exhaustive search on the benefits of giving, but it's just some things that I just felt in my heart um, to share with you guys. And, and giving is just kind of one of my, I think it's just one of, the, one of my gifts. I mean, God just... I love to give. I always have, always been that way. Um, I don't know. You know, God just, God just bent me that way. He just. I'm, I'm a giver. I love to give. I give however I can. But John chapter three verse sixteen, and you pro- none of you guys probably know this verse because it's not very popular. But, but, but it says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life." My first sub point to. You're acting like God when you give is you must love first, then give. Notice that it said God so loved, then he gave. If we don't give in, if we don't give through the love of God, then it's a lot of times it's really not going to make that much of a difference. You know, uh unborn again people can give, but is it gonna mean a whole lot that they is it going to mean a whole lot that they give and that they don't know Jesus? It's probably not going to mean very much. So there can be big givers, but if they're not doing it for God, not doing it for His purpose, it's not going to, be, not going to mean much. Um, the, my second point, I'll go ahead and move on to my 2nd subpoint. If you love God, you must obey. John chapter 14, verse 21 and 23, Jesus said, He that has my commandments and keeps them, He it is that loves me and He that loves me shall be loved to my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judas said to him, not a yet, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself unto us, not unto the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If a man love me, he'll keep my words. And my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. I like that last part there. We'll come make our abode with him. He, he wants to come live with us. I like that. Just amazing. And, he, and he'll do that if we, if we obey what he said. That's what he's saying here. Do what I say. All right. Uh, Third sub-point tonight. Follow God. Imitate Him. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. And I'm reading out of the Amplified, the classic Amplified. It says, therefore be imitators of God. Imitators. That sounded like something some Texas guy would say. Therefore therefore be imitators of God. Copy Him and follow His example. As well-beloved children, imitate their Father. You know, I want to ask you guys something. Can we just... Can we just obey God just because he says it? Can we just do that? You know, I know a lot of times we'll read the word, we'll see something that God says in his word, and it sounds really good. Ooh, I like that scripture, you know. But then, but then we go, but then we read something like where God tells us to obey, to do something, and we're like full of questions. Well, why? Why do, why do we got to do that? Why do we, we got to give? Why do we, you know, but can we just do what God says? Shouldn't we just do that? You know, um... One of, the, one of the great things about me, my character, my personality, and this is just my observation, I don't know, I don't know you so much, but I know me, um, is my work ethic. I just have a really good work ethic. When I work, I work hard. Um, I don't work for 30 minutes and then rest for 30 minutes. I work, you know, it might be 58 minutes and maybe rest a couple of minutes. But most of the time, it's me working 60 minutes. I just, that's just the way I am. That's the way my dad was. That's the, way he, that's the way his daddy was. That's the way my dad is. Did I say my dad was? That's the way my dad is, and that's the way my, my, dad, my grandpa, his daddy, was. He, I say was because he's gone on to be with Jesus. But you know what? He's probably working. He's probably painting something. He was a painter. <laughs> he's probably up in heaven painting something. But, um, but work ethic, my grandpa told my dad, son, when you go to work, um, give a man a full hour's work. Give up hard work And so I work I work I'm a hard worker And uh, I try to work hard I try to work smart And give everything that I can And I learned that From those men I learned that from my Dad and my grandpa Now when my dad Was teaching me that I didn't know he was Teaching me that And I didn't ask him why I didn't say to my daddy Dad why do we work so hard Why do we do this You know I can remember us My dad put hitches on On cars And I'd want to get under there And put hitches on with him And he'd Well no let me do it Because he was faster than me You know I was 12 or 13 when I started, and but it got, began to get to a time where I did do it, and he he would watch. You know, he and then he got to where he didn't even out there. Now it's, he's not even out there with me, but but um, but I didn't ask him. I just did what he. I just did what I saw him doing. So can we do that with God? When we see in the Word what God's doing, let's just do that. All right. Um, there's a couple of Scripture, uh, John six verse thirty and thirty nine, and, and Matthew sixteen. But just for the sake of time, I won't I won't read those guys. Um. Just go ahead and go to the second point, if you would. God is able to give you all grace. But before I go on to that point, uh, let me just say that, that, that about the just doing what God said, Jesus, Jesus said, in John 6 and the Matthew chapter 16 that I wrote down there, if you guys want to read it, that'd be great. Um, Jesus said that thing. He said, I'm not here to do my will, basically is what Jesus is saying. I'm not here to do what I want. And you know, you don't see Jesus questioning God. You don't ever see you don't ever see him questioning. Oh God, why? And you know Jesus was never nervous and scared. And he never was just, he never was, he never made excuses. And why do we do that? I don't know where that came from. But when we read his word, when he, when we read his word where it says, love one another. Let's just do that. Let's just do it. When he says, I'll tell you. Sunday night, if you weren't here at Fuel, it was amazing. It was amazing that we just how we were just loving on each other, and God was talking to people. God was talking through people, and God was touching people. I mean, it was just. I mean, I'm just sitting there. I'm just sitting there, like floating. I felt like I was just, you know, I felt like I'm floating over there because it was just because God was just doing some amazing things. So when God says something, let's just do that. Okay. Let me read a quote from you before we go to point two. Martin Luther, he was, a, he was a German priest back in the 1400s, 1500s, and he said, He said, I have held many things in my hands, and I have lost them all, but whatever I have placed in God's hands, that I still possess. And that is true. Anything you, anything you that's worth holding on to, and we want to keep, let's put it in God's hands. Let's trust Him with it, okay? My second point, God is able to give you all grace. And Pastor Marvin just got through with a series of grace and he's on a series now about being led by the Spirit and you know when you give uh, when you give it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and I'll go ahead and read it I guess 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 says every man according as he purposes in his heart so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity for God loves a cheerful giver and God is able to make all grace abound to you now, I don't know anywhere else in the Bible that it says when you do something that, it, that God will make all grace abound towards you or, or then God is able to make all grace abound to you, but it does say it about giving. Once you give, then God is able to make all grace abound. And if you keep reading, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. I don't know about you guys, but that sounds great to me that everything I go to do for God He's going to make sure that I have Plenty of sufficiency Does that sound Does that sound Something that y'all would like to be I'm, I mean when I go to do something I want to make sure that There's plenty of resources Plenty of whatever I need And God will do that But we have to be givers We have to be givers Okay I'm going to go ahead and go on to my third point Because this is my This is the Bread and butter right here. Bread and butter's good. (laughs) Have y'all ever eat bread and butter? It's good. But this is where my heart's going to start singing here. Third point, you will receive when you give. Luke chapter 6 verse 38 says, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Will men give into your bosom? For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. So notice when you give... You are going to receive God says he'll cause men to give Into your bosom Alright Now the, the, uh, th- one of the things that I want to say about this Is this giving Is not just about money I know, that we, I know that when we say giving Our mind kind of almost immediately goes to Money almost Sometimes Maybe some people don't But I know a lot of times we think about giving Oh okay money we're talking about money Well not necessarily so let's read a, let's read a couple of scriptures. Romans chapter thirteen verse seven. It says, "Render therefore to all their dues: tribute to whom tribute is due, custom custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to hon- honor to whom honor." So we're talking about a lot of diff- uh, several different things here that we can give. We can give honor. We can give love. We can give friendship. Okay, First Timothy chapter five verse seventeen and eighteen. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture says, you will not muzzle the ox that treads out the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his reward. Again, here we're giving honor. Here we're giving honor to an elder. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12 and 13. Are y'all's hearts singing yet? Mine's, mine's, Mine's warming up. I love this stuff. First uh, Thessalonians five twelve and 13. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Here again, giving honor and esteeming those. My, my, sub-point, my next sub-point here says that we must esteem and honor the office of our pastors by giving. Um, this is what all these scriptures are talking about. The elder. When he talks about an elder, that's, he's talking about a pastor. He's talking about pastors. Um, uh, uh, Paul the Apostle was kind of an... Paul the Apostle, he wrote this, and he was kind of a pastor. Uh, he was really an apostle, which just means a sent one. And he would go to a place, and he'd preach the gospel. People would get born again. Well, guess what? Paul wasn't going to stay there, so he would appoint a pastor or an elder. He would appoint... Someone to lead that group of believers. Because we can't not have a pastor, right? Right. right. We have to have a pastor. Ephesians 5, 4 or 5, 4 or 5, 4 or 5, I'll find it. Chapter 5, I think. It talks about apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And it says we need these these people. God calls them gifts to us. And we have to have them in our lives. And I know that y'all can kind of see where I'm going with this now, right? Y'all can see where I'm going. But we have to make sure that we're esteeming the office of pastors. And I know that I know that there are other offices, like I said, apostles, prophets. But I'm kind of focusing on the pastor just because he is the one that we see most often. Have y'all heard from me as apostle lately? I haven't really heard from my apostle lately, but I have heard from my pastor. I hear from him. All, I hear from him every week, all the time. Yeah, hallelujah. So, so I'm just going to be talking t- about our pastors. Pastor Marvin and Miss Patty Salcedo. That's our pastor. That's my pastor. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. And this, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 9, 7, What soldier has to pay his own expenses? What farmer plants a vineyard and doesn't have the right to eat some of its fruit? No, nobody, not that I ever know. Of. What shepherd cares for a flock of sheep and isn't allowed to drink some of the milk? Everyone that I know of. Am I expressing, Paul says, am I expressing merely a human opinion? Or does the law say the same thing? For the law of Moses says you must not muzzle an ox to keep it from eating as it treads out the grain. That's pretty cool, huh? That God, it says here, Paul says here, was God thinking only about uh, the oxen when he said this? Not just the oxen, but he was talking about the oxen. God cared about the oxen. He cared about the animal. Hey, when he's when he when that oxen's pulling that plow, you don't keep him from eating. Don't muzzle him. You know they used to put a muzzle over their mouth so they couldn't eat. But he said don't God said don't do that. When he's when he's pulling that plow, if he wants to reach down and grab him some cabbage. Alright? Uh, anybody eat anybody eat cabbage? Cow, oxen like it. They like that cabbage. Corn, whatever. But God was taking care of the oxen. But Paul says, wasn't he actually speaking to us? Yes, it was written for us, so that the one who plows and the one who threshes the grain might both expect a share of the harvest. Since we have planted spiritual seed among you, aren't we entitled to a harvest of physical food and drink? If you support others who preach to you, shouldn't we have an even greater right to be supported? But we have never used this right. We would rather put up with anything than be an obstacle to the good news about Christ. Don't you realize that those who work in the temple get their meals from the temple get their meals from the temple from the offerings brought to the temple and those who serve at the altar get a share of the sacrificial offerings in the same way the Lord ordered that those who preach the good news should be supported by those who benefit from it. Now, I'm going to read something else. I'm going to read you another scripture out of Galatians but I want to tell you guys something that I truly believe that this what we're talking about here is one of the things that a lot of Christian people miss in their giving. And it really holds those people back. And I'll prove it. I'll prove it to you by the scripture. Not by what, not by what I said, but by, I'll prove it by the scripture. Okay? Are you guys, are you guys still listening to me? Y'all had not checked out, have you? The word of God is for your good. It's for your benefit every time. God does not want to take away from you. Why would he want to do that? What good. Have you ever heard anybody say that something like that God gives you sickness to teach you something? That is stupid. That's stupid. That's just not right. You don't ever see God putting sickness. Jesus walked this earth, and you never once see him putting sickness on anybody. Right? Didn't Jesus say, I didn't come to do my will, but the will of the Father? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And Jesus, not one time ever put any sickness or lack or any bad thing on anybody. Anybody he spoke to got healed. Anybody he laid his hands on got healed, right? Right, Wasn't he doing a bunch of that good stuff? Where did we ever think? Where did we ever think that he would do bad? I don't, I just, well, you can't find that in the Bible. You can't find it. God is good, good, good. He is love, okay? Especially when we obey him. When we obey him and give, Galatians chapter six, verse six. You guys ready? The thing that I'm talking about is is giving the benefits of giving, and I think one area that we all as Christians should be a part of is making sure that we are giving financially to our pastors or those who. Um, I was trying to remember if it was here. I guess it is Galatians six. I'm going to read it in the Living Bible, but I think in the King James Version Bible it says that we are to communicate to to those who teach in all good things. That means give financially, money, economically, money to those who teach us about all good things. And if a pastor doesn't do that, I don't know who does. A pastor does that. A pastor teaches. I'm not saying that you guys give me. All right. I know I'm teaching some good stuff tonight. And and I know y'all love it because I can see. I can see. I can see y'all floating in your seats and your smile smiling on your face. But Galatians 6, verse 6 says, Those who are taught the word of God should help their teachers by paying them. My wife and I, uh, this year, we started working at McAllister's. Um, we, took a, we took part-time jobs working at McAllister's, daily. We, we, we both have full-time jobs during the day. And, um, and we work 40 hours a week there, Monday through Friday. But we took a part-time job on in the evenings. Um, we worked five days a week there in the evenings. And, um, and we did that because we wanted to get some things done with our finances. Uh, we wanted to pay our house off, uh, go ahead and get completely out of debt. But we also want to give more. And one of the things that we want to do is we want to make sure that we are, we are giving to the church and to our pastors, the way that we should be. And I mean, and I don't, and we don't want to do it in a little bitty way. We want to do it in a great way. You now, we're going to pray and we're going to ask God, but we want to be able to give more to our pastors specifically, and bless them and bless other people too. Um, and so that's what we've done. And I think when we, I think when we make a decision that that's that we're going to go to some extremes. To make sure that we're gonna do what God wants us to do, we're we're gonna see some amazing things. I just truly believe that. And uh, and if you make make the same kind of decisions and sacrifices, you'll see the same. You'll see the same rewards. My next sub point says we will reap according to how we give to our pastors. Now I told you guys a little a little bit ago that, that I think this is an area that a lot of Christian people miss it. Like they don't. They don't. Now they might come to church and they may give the tithe, they may give their tithe and a little bit of an offering, but they fail to recognize the office of pa- of their pastors and to give, to give the way that God wants them to give. And, I can, and I'll show you here in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. It's the very next verse, okay? Now, we just read ver- Galatians 6, 6, and it said, those who are taught the word of God should help their teachers by paying them. And the very next verse, listen to what it says, and I'm reading it in the Living Bible, so... Don't get uh, don't get all upset if it's not lining up with your King James. But in the Living Bible, it says, "Don't be misled. Remember that you can't ignore God and get away with it. A man will always reap just the kind of crop he sows." He said that right after saying, "Give financially to those who are teaching you. Don't be misled." I think the uh, King james says um, what does it say I'm drawing a blank now. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked, right? Yeah, don't be deceived if you not if you're not helping out your pastors, you're being deceived, you're being misled, and it says, God will not be mocked. You can't ignore God and get away with it. Amen. Now we've got to wake up to this, right. So we're going to all decide tonight If the word of God says it we're going to do it Right You guys want to walk in all of this truth I do, I do too Now now let me read a couple of, couple. I got just a couple of scriptures that I want to end with And I really want you guys To, to make sure that you do That you make sure you do What I'm fixing to read here um, Do it pretty quickly okay When you get home tonight And you get in your closet And you shut the door behind you and you get on your knees, you get on your face before God. Do this, okay? Philippians chapter four, verse six. It says, "Be careful for nothing. You guys don't worry about anything, okay?" We were talking about our. We were talking about uh, me and Vicky and Miss Shirley was talking right before service about um, about it looks like who's going to be president, the next president, you know. Hey, don't get don't don't be uh, don't be concerned about that, guys, okay? God, God is not depending on this economy, okay? I was telling Miss Shirley that there's a scripture in the Bible in Genesis, and I forget where it's at. I'm sorry that I don't know where it's at. And I forget if it was, I forget if it was Isaac or Jacob, but it, it said in there that there was a drought in the land. You, know what, you guys know what a drought is? No water. It's not raining. But it said he planted a garden and received a hundredfold return. A hundred times. God's not dependent on rain or not. He's not dependent on this economy or not. God does not, it doesn't faze him. He's not considering, he's not looking at Wall Street, he's not looking at the stock market. God doesn't, that's, why would he look at that? That's, that's pocket change to him. You know, his streets are lined with gold. It is gold, they are gold. I heard one, by, I heard one person say that just a, just a piece of gravel from his street would pay off your debts. Uh, right? That's pretty awesome, huh? But it says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. Now we know that it's God's will for us to give to our pastors and those who teach us. Okay? First John chapter 5, verse 14 says this. And this is the confidence that we have in him. Aren't you glad that we can have confidence in him? We have confidence in him. Everybody say that. We have confidence in him. Say, I have confidence in Him. I have confidence in Him. And here's why we can have confidence in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. God hears you when you pray according to His will. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. They used to throw me off. Because I'd go, no God, I don't want petitions. I want what I was asking for. (laughs) He used to kind of mess me up. But that's what it's saying. When we ask according to his will, he hears. And if we know that he hears us, we have what we ask for. So here's what I want you guys to do in closing. What I want you guys to do. I want you to make sure very, very soon that you, however you you pray when you get home and get by yourself with God, that you ask him about this. Ask him about your giving. All right? Again, none of your money is yours. It's all his. It's all his. We wouldn't even know what money is if it wasn't for him. If he if he never would have said gold is good, we would we just would have thought it was dirt, like dirt. Okay, he's the one that said it was good. We just we said okay, God, it's good. I guess it's good. Diamonds good, money's good. Money is good, but it's how you use it. Okay. But get on your knees, or however you pray, and you ask God about your giving. God, how am I supposed to give? We know we're supposed to give t- the tithe. That's the first ten percent of our income. We know we're supposed to bring it to the to the storehouse. We know that, and it also saw, says offerings, which is anything above that tithe, which is anything above the ten percent. It could be a penny. But in but in giving to but in giving to those who teach you, our pastors, I want you guys to pray about that. Would you guys do that for me? Pray about that. Ask God what He wants us to do, okay? Great, great, great things ahead of us. y'all know that. The world is getting darker and crazy, but the Bible also says that the, the light of God, it doesn't affect the, it doesn't affect His light, and we are that light. we carry His light, all right? You guys don't worry about anything. Don't be, don't be confused. Don't be concerned. I had a guy last night concerned that Cruz dropped out. I said, man, that could be all drama. Don't, just don't, let's, not get, let's not get confused about that, all right? Let's not, get, let's not get worried, all right? You guys don't worry about the future and what's going on. The future is, is going to be awesome because we're going to just keep on believing God and just continue to give. And nobody can, nobody can stop that. Nobody can stop that. God is just going to be up there going, yes, go, give. All right? Let me pray. Father, so grateful this evening that we got to hear your word.